Two most vanilla yeah. and boring things I've ever heard. Ryan Styles works at the Cleveland airport. <laughs> everyone, and welcome to another episode of Celluloid Breakdown. Yeah. To my right, we got Sean Faw, I'm Joey Bonnier, and we got our special permanent guest, Tim Snow. Yes, it's I th- me. I think we have to upgrade him. You can always expect me. I said special. Yeah, yeah. No, you know what? I promote myself to host. Sweet. Co-host. Yeah. I mean, technically, you already are. Co-host. Yes. <laughs> With great responsibility comes great responsibility. That's true. It's also true. Speaking of which. And in the vein of that responsibility, I suppose I'll announce the film that we watched this week. <laughs> <laughs> which is, they know, they clicked on this. Episode. Which is. Surprise. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yep. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Woohoo. Yeah. Wahoo. Please clap. This is a, uh, uh, it's like a science fiction noir. Romp. Okay. Romp. <laughs> politically science, themed. Sci-fi romp. Science fiction noir romp. Politically themed, I would say. Yes. Sure. I was getting that vibe. I got it. Uh, but, uh, yep. Uh, 1956, directed by Don Siegel, mm-hmm. starring Kevin McCarthy and Dana Winter. I've never heard of them. Hmm. But yeah, you, know, you know, but they they were happens. affordable. <laughs> <laughs> That's generous. But uh, yeah, so the film opens mm-hmm. on a psychiatric hospital or like a hospital. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was like just yeah. more of a general hospital. But uh, <clears throat> that's a uh, yeah, daytime soap. Where this uh, disheveled fella is ranting and raving. The doctor sits down to listen to him. The guy announces himself to be a doctor himself. Dun, dun, dun. Dr. Bunnell. You can't doctor me. I'm already a doctor. And then the screen gets very watery. <laughs> <laughs> and we enter a flashback. Yeah. Uh, and he's, so he's a, a GP in a small town. Okay. And there's a. General practitioner. Outbreak of, yes. Yeah. For the, for the layman. Yep. Yep. For those uh, of us that didn't have doctor moms. <clears throat> All right. Um, <laughs> a little personal. <laughs> uh, so there's an outbreak of this uh, Cap Gras, Cagra, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's French. Goose liver? Cagra delusion. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's when like a person gets like a uh, belief that uh, a person in their life is an imposter. Uh-huh. Uh, so mass hysteria. Yeah, it's happening all over town. They call it mass hysteria. Um, Imposter syndrome, by yep. boxy, by dogs the, and cats living together. Jesus, yeah, oh, it's crazy. <clears throat> but uh, he doesn't buy it uh, until his buddy calls him over to his house to see something, mm. and it's a body looking exactly like his buddy, but unfinished. Well, not quite yet. Like a blanket. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like a, blanket. It's a little unfinished. It's for, unfinished. For, it's yeah. kind of waxy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't have fingerprints. Mm-hmm. Um, they fingerprint it. As uh, one does. Yeah. 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 <laughs> As you do. <laughs> it looked a little waxy. It was like a, uh, you know, like a king's signature. Yeah. And so he dips out to go find his girlfriend, who he always kisses open-mouthed. 
And yeah. I kind of don't feel like she was on board with that. Hollywood. <laughs> I just got that vibe. Yeah. Um, she signed the contract. Yep. And uh, when he goes over there, he breaks into the basement, of course, and uh, finds another body that looks just like his girlfriend, but not quite finished in the basement. And uh, just then we cut to the buddy's body waking up. They meet up uh, somewhere. And then find pods in some greenhouse. <laughs> yes. That seem to be like hatching I, people. Yeah. I, 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 I got the impression right? we were at the doctor's house. Yeah. This was, uh, yeah, I guess so. I thought that was like his greenhouse in his backyard. No, oh, that wasn't. So, that wasn't think, the doctor's house? I think that was his friend's house. The, oh, the, yeah. uh, mm. the writer's house. Oh, okay. Right? Who knows? Yeah, Maybe I'm wrong. I some suburban nice. house. They all look like True. little boxes made it of doesn't quite matter, tacky. actually. Hence my vagueness. Yeah, man. Sorry. <laughs> Trust the vague. Uh, but uh, yeah, so those pods that they find in the greenhouse are like forming people in a really gross sort of bubbly way. <clears throat> I love, uh, I love practical effects from like this yeah. era. They're just they were pretty they're good. So great because it's gross. Mm-hmm. It's like hard to look at. Well, and even like the the thing about practical effects is even cheap practical effects look decent usually. Yeah. Cheap digital effects look horrible. Yep. And so like there's a even, huge Even expensive there. digital effects look you, horrible, I uh, think. In hindsight, definitely, usually, yeah. I mean, mm. you know, I watched uh, Jurassic Park again recently and, uh, you know, it's still a little sketch there. Wow, uh, really? That's, yeah. that's I mean, one I think that holds up. I mean, it, it holds up. It's a great movie, but the digital effects definitely uh, call which, attention in themselves a bit more. Jurassic Park? The original. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm surprised you say that. Is there a certain scene? Um, oh, just a lot of the like larger landscapes and stuff definitely uh, stuck okay. out to me. Um, you know the the digital brontosauri and whatnot walking uh, in the background. That one, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, that's true. That shot that CG I was about. really shitty back then. Too. I mean, that was the pinnacle of our technology at that point. But well, I, true, but yeah. No, I feel like you're right, but oh, maybe you know, three or four shots. Well, I well, feel the, like there's it's it, most of it's really great. Yeah, and the thing about Star, or the thing about uh, Jurassic <clears> Park <throat> is like kind of just like I slipped there. Uh, Starship Troopers is the same thing. They were right on that that melting point verge where we were just transitioning from practical effects to digital. So they used both, and that's what really made Jurassic Park good at the time was because you know the practical effects were really good, yeah. and then the digital blended in well. Shout enough. out to Craig. Craig, Craig, you know Craig that works in uh, like yep. uh, on the fourth floor. Yeah, he, Greg. he's okay. always wearing a no. Craig, he he worked on uh, he worked on Jurassic Park. He did the Velociraptors. Oh, I know. Yeah, he's a nice guy. Fine, How do then. you guys not know Craig? <laughs> I'm sure the audience knows Craig. <laughs> Craig Catan. He's okay. a listener. Okay. Okay. Well, good for him. Thank, thank you. Thank you for your service. I really hope that's his last name. Yeah, man. Just calling people out. Okay. Shitty with names, but either yeah. way, he uh, he worked on Jurassic Park. I know. All right, so these uh, these pods, they were uh, they yeah, were these pods. They everywhere. They're, They're were, forming they people. They were sprouting. They're forming people. Yeah. And so uh, the buddy leaves. He's gonna go get help. Um, and they go to his office and hide till morning, where they see that the town is disseminating all of these pods everywhere in the area. At which point they get found out, and it turns out the buddy fell asleep, and mm. he finished his trans- yep, transformation. Yep. They they do a hard sell. Uh, they do a a really 
expository. Yeah, there's no other way to say it. Yeah, that's the, yeah. Yep. Uh, description it's, of their plans. Bond villain-esque. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I was thinking of uh, of uh, Austin Powers, actually, where mm. like Seth Green was just talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, then they leave him alone, of course. Mm. Uh, which is really where I settled into my Austin Powers thing. But... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, let's just leave the good guys alone yeah. for 15 minutes. So they run away. Why they not? get chased to a cave, of course. Mm-hmm. Not just uh, any cave. Not just any cave. That cave. Yeah. yeah. <gasps> it's just nice saying Batman into a Batman bag. sound. No, yeah. I know. That's fucking Jason, man. Is it? It is. It is. It is. All right. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. And honestly, I got a lot of uh, Freddy Krueger vibes from this one. Really? Oh. I can't go to sleep. Oh, I can see that a bit. Oh, yeah, yeah fair, sleep. fair, fair. You can go to sleep. I, I Freddy Krueger gets you. Yeah. Um, but he's not uh, a he's not a communist, Freddy Krueger. Anyhow, we'll so they <clears throat> they hide in the floor of this cave. There's a great shot where somebody obviously trips on them, <laughs> and they cut right before impact. Almost yeah. crushed to death. Yeah, um, and it it really seems like they're down there because I don't think there was a cut. I don't remember. I, th- I thought there was. It's totally possible. Sure. Yeah, I don't they know. Were, yeah, they got crushed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I'm wrong, let me know. Yeah. Tweet at us. At me on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, Kevin McCarthy. Uh, but either way, so they uh, they hide in this cave and then they split up because that's a great idea. And she falls asleep and gets tart. Yep. And uh, he figures it out yep. and runs away again. Uh, he gets to the freeway and they just let him go. Yep. Thinking that nobody's going to believe him. And flashback with a little bit more water. Well, first they're right. No one does believe him. Hey, there we go. That's uh, my next point. They don't buy it. Mm. They don't buy it. Uh, they lock him up in the booby then hatch. somebody gets brought in after getting hit by a truck and the truck was full of quote giant seed pods yep. and Eureka the docs buy it now yep must be right so they call the FBI and then it just sort of ends <laughs> <laughs> everything's gonna be okay now and uh yeah invasion of the body snatchers <laughs> the end the end indeed yeah. That was the most appropriate, the end title I've ever seen. <laughs> it really it's was. Like, you're, in, you're, you're really not sure if this is the end. And then they're like, hey, yeah, this is the end. Yeah, yeah no, let's clear this no, up. No, we're done. We're done. It's like the end of uh, Ferris Bueller. Uh, what are you still doing here? Yeah, Leave. exactly. Movie's yeah. over. Go home. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought that was really good. Uh, did you... Did you think this was a solid horror movie story? Did you think it was that traditional story? Like, uh, Sean, what do you think? I have never seen this movie before, and I definitely expected more suspense or horror or something. Like, this is often pointed to as, like, one of the quintessential horror movies or, like, you know, scary sci-fi invasion movies and shit. And I felt like it was, like, at least three quarters of the movie before we even got into the fucking you know, bodies and body snatching and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like before we see a pod or anything, you know, like that, it is, yeah, quite some time. Um, and then once that does kick in, not so sure that uh, the horror or suspense really came through. 
I think possibly just because I was kind of bored by the time it kicks in. Um, so I don't know how invested I was in what was going on. But um, yeah, I just don't think that there was a whole lot of like scare in this as much as it is like just that that sort of psychological more think piece um, than it is oh, straight up horror. Yeah, I was definitely surprised by the mental amount in this movie. You know, mm -hmm. the, I was picturing, you know, snatching bodies like aliens literally taking humans and up to the UFOs or something. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't realize it was all kind of in your brain. You can't go to sleep and then they kind of, uh, you know, it basically just take over your consciousness. That I, I seemed like a bit of a plot hole to me. Because doesn't that make the pods a bit uh, superfluous? <laughs> It didn't oh. really add up. <laughs> well, yeah, the Every thing that doesn't add up is there's this body that gets formed, but your body is taken over. Like the the it the original form never disappears. It never right. like the weird part was the end with the woman. Right, right, right? exactly. Yeah, right? That's yeah. where she it all went falls to apart. Yeah, she yep. went to sleep, woke up, and became a pod person. Exactly. If then, there was, then a what's the point of the? pod growing somewhere else right yeah. if there was another corpse lifeless next to that pod right. that would make sense but the fact that there's no other thing or yeah exactly it's yeah. just like a weird transference and then you assume even that, if like, they'd have just like inserted a shot of a pod yeah, in the cave exactly. and it's like uh oh there's one nearer yeah yeah you know must have taken care of it or something yeah, yeah. exactly and then it's like oh no she just disappeared yeah but uh, yeah, yeah I, I think that's the deal. I was reading about the um, the novel this is based on, which is called The Body Snatchers. Yeah, and basically the person, the original, disappears. And, oh, okay, and then the pod person just takes over their role. Well, either way, shitty filmmaking. <laughs> Jeez. Harsh but true. It's it's not shitty. It's just it's just it's it's a bit of shitty storytelling. It's a shitty part of storytelling in the movie. There's definitely a lot of like, I, you know, I got a lot of, have you guys seen Us? I ain't trying to the, start. Uh, I have not. The, uh, Jordan, the I new know the Jordan basic Peele movie. Idea no, I haven't caught that yet. Okay, so I won't get into too much, but I got a lot of that vibe here where like the theme is more important than the actual plot right. than the story. So yeah. it's more about like how you should feel about these things and how it should make you think about other types of people. But it's, you know, less about like plot structure and like A story, B story, C story yeah. sort yeah. of thing. And I don't know if you were trying to make a nice segue, but you did right into historical context yeah, because yeah. Um, this is very much a political allegory. Um, and I thought it was fascinating the way they tacked on the prologue and the epilogue mm. because it completely, and some, I've read this somewhere else. That I forget who, some critic I wrote this. I did not make this up, but that it changes the way it is because mm. it's like either anti-communist or anti-McCarthyite. Yeah, I don't care if you're doing the <laughs> ASMR stuff. I can tune it out. Can the audience? <laughs> I'm just having a brownie, man. Eat your brownie; it's fine. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. I'll continue go to ahead. talk about you communism and no, capitalism. There's historical context. He yeah. did his segment. He's allowed a treat. Enjoy. <laughs> Enjoy. I didn't. Think, I didn't think it was going to be that loud. And then by the time it was that loud, it's like ah, fuck it. It's kind of funny. <laughs> well, you should but, have put it more on mic. You should have like slowly made it louder and. Slowly put it onto the mic, and as I was well, I talking, I still have to eat it. Yeah, you do. Jesus Christ! Go ahead, take a couple bites. I'll wait. People will get this clean. 
No? Okay, fine. What's the allegory, Joey? Well, (laughs) it's not that complicated. I mean, it's 1956, right? This is McCarthyism. This is the Red Scare. Mm -hmm. Everyone's scared of... Also, because the Korean War, too, is also very, you know, the brainwashing supposedly, you know, the Mm -hmm. the communists in, in Korea and all over and how the communism is spreading. So... Everyone's afraid of thinking the same, being and the it's same. Insidious, and they look just like us. And- right. But then they can't think for themselves. There's no individualism, mm-hmm. but they just have no emotion, right? They're motionless. All communists are emotionless. Mm-hmm. And, um, but then um, if you take off the endings, right? Which is weird because today communists are very emotional. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Sure. I'll take it. Uh, if you take off the ending in the beginning, right? You take off the part where he's uh, captured by the uh, the FBI, not the FBI, whatever, mm. the, the, the feds or whatever, whoever it is. Um, the authorities. The doctors. Yeah. Um, it's really not anti-communist. It's almost anti-McCarthyite because it's it's almost like, hey, look how crazy it is to, um, to basically, you know, take away or to signal out one person and kind of isolate them. You can kind of take it as an anti-McCarthyite. I'm not quite following that one. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's just one that's, person's interpretation. I thought uh, it was interesting because you can see it like that. You can see how he's kind of um, the last free thinker. Okay. More around the free thinker, the last... I don't know, whatever. He's basically just a targeted minority. And then that sense, you can kind of view it as uh, is a McCarthyite targeting thing. I don't know. Okay, whatever. I think in some ways the epilogue does add more of the, towards anti-communist because Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, the FBI comes and saves the day. Um, I don't know. It's it's framed differently. This one felt a lot like Ballad of a Soldier Hmm. in that it was like just kind of propagandistic almost. I think that's not quite as as hackneyed, if I can say that. No, that's fair to say. Not uh, quite as overt, I would say. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not. It's not quite as on the nose. Yeah, because this is a sci-fi noir. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, and I think it does it interestingly. I mean, it's it's a little. I was expecting more action <clears throat> and more gore and more, you know, kind of stuff. But it was interesting. I mean, at least it made me think about something. And in '56, I you thought know, it was pretty preachy at times. Uh, which moments? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I can't quite recall exact ones, but it's like, you know, when they were referring to the bodies and so on and so forth, just uh, okay. as, you know, or or who they were becoming um, as uh, like, there I, were, you, I could really clearly see it's just like, okay. Now God, that I'm thinking about it, it, there's a few monologues mm-hmm. or two. Yeah. Um, Diatribes, you might there say. There you go. That's a better way to say it. And um where he goes on and on about how he doesn't want to lose his ability to feel, you know, yes, all these exactly, are, are exactly. non-feeling. Yeah. Um, which is, yeah, it's actually kind of racist a little bit too towards, you know, Russians and, and Chinese people saying they don't feel like they're all the same. Communism is all the same. Yeah, I guess so. I don't mean race. Maybe it's not racism, but it's- Where's the line between racism and nationalistic propaganda? I just saw, I saw well, it more there's as a targeted, like a, uh, that's yeah. just kind of, you know, where it became a sci-fi- trip you know yeah yeah but this is this is to a specific audience i think true i think not traveling farther than the waters this is before we cared about marketing movies to china certainly (laughs) true maybe i don't know if this was popular in the uk i doubt it I mean, it, it, this, yeah, this feels like a Maybe very uh, Western, make, if not purely American. Didn't make a whole lot. 
No, I thought it actually supposedly made a good amount of money in comparison to its th- budget. Oh wait, no, 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 no. It made three million then. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But it would only cost like 300K. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, well, the budget was 416,000, okay, which equals out to 3.8 million today. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, that's, the math. All, I, that's I all I have to say about that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can do the math at home yourself. Uh, figure out Damn. the rest. Uh, okay, so I don't know. What did you, did you guys think that the. Um, how about this? Sean, was the historical allegorical bullshit, was it, did it weigh down the story? Um, yeah, like I said, I think, I think that was first and foremost, what the writers sat down to do and then story was tacked on over theme. So it's, you know, I I mean, I'm not sure how much is in the writing or how much ends up in the editing or whatnot, but you know, in the end product, we have something that is way more about, you know, how you should feel about things than like trying to tell a story. I, I kind of agree. I mean, with it's that. almost like not even really a story. Like, there's so many like inconsistencies and missing elements that it's like hard to even consider it completely complete. It is very, uh, yeah, incomplete is a good way to say it too. It's like it's it's an unfinished product. There's a lot of good moments though. There's yeah. good elements. There's good chase scenes. I guess. Yep. I feel like a lot of those chase scenes are very dependent on the music. To be honest, true. To, to keep the yeah. momentum going. I mean, yeah, it's just basically like a a wide shot with a little bit of pan and a guy running and like it's the music that's really kind of holding that mm-hmm. together. That's kind of the most suspense we're going to get in this movie. That yeah. was a letdown. As you kind of pointed out earlier, I was definitely looking forward to something more than that. Um, the most suspenseful scene. Well, I mean, it wasn't really suspenseful. It was just kind of gross out horror. The was the scene in the greenhouse with the pods. Yeah. Just the bodies coming out yeah, of the pods just, and shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, you know, I it's agree. just really good practical effects. Totally. They had like kind of a gross bubbling thing. You didn't really totally. know what it was. Yeah. It looked like cum at first. Yeah, and then, but vaguely humanoid yeah. parts yeah. coming and then, out. And then it became, yeah, it looked like, uh, like, you know when you were a kid, those little dinosaurs that you, when you get them wet, they become mm-hmm. the shape? Yeah, you put them in the Oh, bathtub. they grow in the, yeah, yeah that yeah. stuff that grows in water or whatever. Yeah, it's like yeah. a pill that grows into a yeah. big sponge. Yeah, it looked like that for a little bit. Mm. What I was, uh, I loved was the shot where you're looking down on the town square, where all of the that extras come together, great. and they that all was choreographed. Choreography. Yeah, it was wonderful. Yeah. Oh. Um, and then you know they, 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 they dropped off all the pods. <laughs> but I wanted to say I wish there was more shots with those with those background actors, those extras. I wish there was like a lot, you know, zombie kind of shots. You mm-hmm. know, where there, there's a lot of those people they hired. Mm-hmm. Why not use them? You know, they, at most they were being chased by four people, and yeah. like the four characters we know. Well, there's yeah. the, it was weird. It was there's like, the one scene where they're hiding under the floorboards in the Batcave. Oh, that's where true. There's like that was maybe wonderful. fifteen people there that come through, but but still, they, that was one of the best shots. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. one of them eats shit, so maybe they learned. That's true too. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they got yeah. They shot lawsuit. that scene first, and uh, yeah. yeah, got sued, and that's possible. Um, but that was a good shot, actually. You they know, taken from in inside. Yeah, I might. We were way less likely to sue in the 50s for shit like that. Uh, Dying at work was a much more prominent thing. (laughs) I mean, I bet that guy who, well, I was wondering if that guy was still alive, the guy who got tripped. (laughs) Do you still have that shoe? I don't know. It will be an investigative (laughs) report that I'm going to do. I'll do a separate separate podcast. Yeah. You guys can tune in. I'm going to investigate anything. It's going to be Monkey Island. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay. You know what? No. Nope. I, I take that back. I do not want to ask that question. <laughs> All right. Uh, Sean. Oh, God. So um, what do you think about the main character in this film? Did you like him as an actor? Did He's you like character? him in general? Um, I, I honestly like- Keanu Reeves? That, that was probably my biggest problem with everyone is that like- there wasn't much difference between the regular people and the snatched bodies. Yeah. Like, they that were was all great. Just kind of I noticed actors. that too. Like, they were all like, "Look how much emotion we have, exactly. and look how little they have." I'm yeah. like, "Wait, what?" Yeah. <laughs> I was literally listening to the aliens. I'm like, "I actually that voiceover by the alien guy, the pod person, is yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Like, he's got some emotion in his voice. Yep. <laughs> like, oh, actually, he's got enough emotion for me. He's fine." Yeah, there were definitely a few when I was like, "Is that a pod? Is that not a pod? I'm not sure. He's not fucking." Yeah. Like, and then when they asked her to pretend like she was a pod. Yeah, oh God. She, and then uh, and they were on the street. Um, <laughs> and she couldn't. <laughs> she couldn't. It yeah, was, yeah this like, was a really, yeah, really forward thinking film. Well, that truck almost hit that dog, guys. It sure. did. It did. Yeah, that's true. And what would you do? Scream at the top of my lungs, of course. Obviously. It's the only choice. So a Google search of Invasion of the Body Snatchers guy who tripped. <laughs> Uh, comes up with please, nothing. Please. nothing. Bummer. Well, thanks for that. I'm bummer. Yeah, I know. But uh, <laughs> but the, the Google search tickled me and I wanted to share. That's okay. Mm. At least now we got to the bottom of it. Yeah. Were any of the characters compelling at all? Were any of the characters memorable at all? They were affordable. Exactly. No. The answer like, is no. The budget it, for any... this was really low, dude. So yeah. like- but I mean, even still, like low budget doesn't mean you can't get like compelling actors. Now, I I, I understand the concept that like most of them were supposed it to be. It seemed pods, like they were having hard... fun on the set. Maybe? Well, okay, so in a traditional horror movie, is there really? It's sometimes is an ensemble kind of deal. There usually is one, like a Jennifer Love Hewitt or something, or a Nev Campbell. Mm. You know, in the '90s tradition, but I think that it, usually there's one, well, like, need, or even a, a Jennifer. You need a few uh, people to die in order for it to become a noticeable or right. a thing. So, like, you know, if you have a movie where just one person dies, then like, you know, there's not a whole lot of tension build up sure. there. So, I I think just in general, yes, horror movies are gonna tend to be more of a an ensemble, at least for the first act, while we kill a bunch of people off and establish yeah. that shit's happening. Absolutely. Um, I think that in some of them that, you know, the villain is the main character, you know, your Freddy Krueger, mm-hmm. your Jason's, um, but I, their names on the marquee. Sure. <laughs> I'll, if nothing else, yes. <laughs> but I think that this one, there's, it's just that the main characters turn and they become pod people. Um, but again, it doesn't really change. They sound the same. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. no real difference to me, especially the writer guy. Well, they just no. calm down. They calm down. Yeah, They're just like, like, Hey man, accept yeah. it, bro. Take a hit of the weed. Yeah. It's like animals, you know, and, when they yeah. get yurked. The fuck did you just say? I don't to me? know what he said either. You guys didn't read the uh, nope. Animorphs in the nineties, early two thousands. I know child. what that is. I do know what that is at least. I didn't <laughs> yeah. read it. All right. Well, yurks were like these little brain worms that go in your ear and like mm. mold to your brain, like a babblefish, and, and you become a host. And what happens then? You calm down. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. No, I, I, they just control them and the uh, Animorphs fight them. It's pretty pretty boilerplate, you know? It's your typical uh, Animorph stuff. It's your typical kid's book. Yeah, okay. Um, what do you think about the uh, 
the lead, the female lead. I forget her name. I'm going to give you her name in one second. Yeah, she, I, see, I feel like man, this is horrible like, of me. Yeah, but it's Dan I, Dana Winter, Becky Driscoll as her character. What do you think, John? Again, just just such a Fine. fucking place filler. Like nothing mm. memorable about her. Nothing like really like she is. Everyone in this is a prop or a pawn to be moved around at the director's fancy. Like there's not any character. There's not like the, there's sort of um, illusions to vague, vague backstories, but like. Yeah. Their love story. Let's talk about that real quick because that. They're both divorced, but like. It was a shambles. They're both divorced, but they, they Fuck. Yeah, they were fucking in college. They both got married to other people, and now they're fucking again. Is that the thing? That's yeah. fair to say. I think she was married. They were both married, right. and I think they're both divorced now. Or I don't know if that was clear that she was divorced. Uh, it's clear that her husband's out of the picture, so he might be dead. That's true. Uh, he, so she was a wid, maybe widow. Well, she Jeez. yeah, she's unencumbered at the moment, um, but uh, he is definitely divorced, mm -hmm. which I think I made note of. But I think this might be our first divorce movie in our pantheon. Um, you think. know that also by the car that he drove. That's a divorced dad car. <laughs> <laughs> is that what your dad drove? MX6 Mazda was my dad's car. Uh, it's not that great. <laughs> that's, you can tell he's a cheap guy because he should have got a better car. I told mm. him this for many times. That's not the car of a radiologist. <laughs> Fucking Mazda. Dude, get a better car. He doesn't care. No, he doesn't care. He drives he drives Toyotas now. Confidence mm -hmm. is, is- That's you know. the thing though, man. Fucking Leo, fucking all those guys, they drive uh, fucking uh, uh, Priuses and shit. Like, you know, they wear the cargo pants and the flip flops. Like, you don't want to be a flashy rich guy anymore. It's all about yeah. blending in with the normies. Yeah. Sweatshirt culture. Just exactly. If, if I ever do get divorced, I'm getting a get a pair of Yeezys. That's not what I'm getting. Are you going to get married just so you can get divorced? Get a nice car. Yeah. It's not a bad idea. <laughs> I'd have to marry someone richer than me. That would be helpful. Uh, the uh, the palimony laws in California. Ladies out are there, awesome. I'm exactly. sure you're interested now. <laughs> you can tweet me. Yeah. yeah. No, don't. No, that's okay. Somebody catfish Joey. Bigger. I already have enough uh, stalkers. Actually, it's not funny. I literally, let me tell a quick story. Uh -oh. Had someone today say, hey, Joey, I'm stalking you. Is that okay? Someone said that to Was me. Was it who I? Is yes, it, it is. Oh, is, is stalking, man. Is it, is it stalking if it's okayed by the person? I said, please don't do that. Isn't that just research? Though? If they know? I, don't, I didn't know until she just said that. Okay. Not okay. Well, gentlemen. Do you think she's actually stalking you? I don't know. I don't really... Cared to Yikes. Know. Yeah. Let's Not talk about that after the mics go down. Sure. I don't know why I announced it on mic, but gentlemen. It's interesting. Yeah. Are well, we didn't incriminate anybody. <laughs> play. Like the most fabulous wondrous game that's ever been invented in the world of shorts of really the internet and the things and the times when we look take up the numbers and we think about how much the, the movie cost. And then you guys think about and tell me what you Chill think the movie out. cost. And then we're gonna go and talk about the numbers and you're gonna guess who's right. Are you ready to play? Yes! Movie house! All right. Fucking A plus for effort. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Sean. Yeah. I believe in that. This okay. is why he makes the big bucks. Yeah. <laughs> and by big bucks, I mean my $5 a this month. Is exactly. why, this is why he pays the big bucks. Yeah. I make the pods go around. Gentlemen, uh, today we Get are to going to be going into, uh, oh yeah, patreon.com slash fallcast, F-A-U-C-A-S-T. Uh, we are going to be talking about sci-fi alien invasion movies. Um, How much did they make? So, 
Always good. First up on the list. Day, it's not war. It's survival. In 2011, Jonathan Liebersman directed Battle Los Angeles. Los Angeles. I never saw that. But I do remember the egg. <laughs> uh, yeah, this one is starring like no one you've ever heard of. <clears throat> um, Aaron Eckhart, I guess. Randy Josh Duhamel. Uh, Sean, you should learn how to Harley. pronounce Jewish names. It's going to help you. Uh, Neo. 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 <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. How, how much did Battlefield or Bat, Battlefield, Battlefield. <laughs> Battle Los Angeles make? Say the director's name again. Let's oh, see if God. you can do it. Uh, I need my glasses, man. This shit is too small. I gotta like increase my fontage here. Uh, Jonathan Liebsman. 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 All right. Nope. Definitely Jewish. But it's okay. Yeah. I just wanted, you know, pronounce it correctly. How much did it make? Uh, 70. I'm going to say 70. $70 million, says Joseph Bonnier. Timmer. I'm in at 50. $50 million, says Timmer. Uh, Joey's going to take this one away. It came in at $83 million. Well, Ouch. good for them. Any guesses on the production budget? Uh, $150 million. It mm. had nice CGI. Um, I don't think that much. CGI is expensive, though. I'm going to say 50. And it was $70 million. So it did turn just a slight profit, unless you count marketing. All right. I lost. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, gentlemen, the only good bug is a dead bug. In 1997, Mr. Paul Verhoeven directed Starship Troopers. Oh. Uh, oh, one of yeah. the best. Really one of my favorite movies of all fucking time. And it's so long, dude. It's so it's great, too dude. long. It's too long. <laughs> no, it could not. be shorter. No, it's not mm, long enough. Yeah. It's oh, not, my God. It, I mean, they gave us I haven't two watched it in a long time. I haven't watched it in a long time, mm. so I'll rewatch it. Uh, the but, writer uh, of Starship Troopers and <clears throat> RoboCop was recently on an episode of Harmontown. Very good episode. Oh, wow. uh, kind of breaks down his whole newsreel thing and like interludes and whatnot. But, gentlemen, in 1997, what did uh, Starship Troopers make? Timmer. Box office? Total domestic box one. office gross. Yeesh. This I, I want to have faith. Casper Van Dien, uh, Dina Meyer, Denise Richards, Jake Busey, Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, MPH. MPH, isn't that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit, I forget. Yeah, he's the brain. It's been a long time since I've seen that. Mm, yeah. Middle school. How much did it make? Uh, Timmer. Fuck, 25 million bucks. 25 million, says Timmer and Joey. 90. 90 million. I hope 90. Uh, Timmer is going to take this one. It came in at $54 million with a production budget of $105 million. Wow. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's not, the hit. Yeah. I mean, this one. It's not quite Waterworld. But not it's what you want to see. It's not what you want. I mean, admittedly, this one had much better success in its uh, second It's a cult run. hit. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. How many times did I rent this at Blockbuster? Oh, God, yeah. You know? I used to rent it at the library. <clears throat> Do you guys ever rent movies at the renting. library that's, when you were that's kids? checking out. You're not contributing uh, right. financially to its success in one in any way, shape, or form. If you get a late fee, you <laughs> no, you still don't. But you're actually, patronizing. You, if you don't service? return it to the library, then you are contributing because then they have to buy another copy. Fair. <laughs> so if you want to support the arts, steal from the library. 
All right. So, <laughs> what a great message. Yeah, you know. Do, 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 do. All the kids only, out there. Only the best from Fallcast Studio. Don't <laughs> stay in school. Give Steal. up. Smoke rocks. <laughs> Leave the window open. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, I get it out of the way <laughs> Fair enough. You see them on the street. You, you watch them on TV. You might even vote for one. This fall, you think they're people just like you. You're wrong. Dead wrong. In 1988, Mr. John Carpenter gave us They, they live. live. Rowdy, Roddy Piper. Without a doubt. Woo! Who a else? A legend. A legend. Who, uh, who is oh, his nemesis? Shit balls. <laughs> who is? Who is? I forget. That is Mr. Keith David. Yeah. <laughs> Their fight scene in the alley is oh, just Oh, it's fantastic. so good. It's so good. Uh, we, a, we used to play it at the bar all the time no. in the afternoons. <laughs> there is a South Park episode called Cripple Fight where uh, uh, Timmy and Jimmy <laughs> reenact that entire fight scene like beat for beat. It's pretty fantastic. I didn't realize it's that just, was an homage. Just a very, yeah, it, it's not even homage. It's like fucking direct. A very inappropriate <laughs> but unfortunately hilarious name for an episode. True, indeed. Uh, so, gentlemen, in 1988, how much did They Live rake in at the domestic gross box uh, office? Cheese and rice. That's Joey. 45. $45 million, says Joey Antimer. 33. $33 million. Timmer takes it away. This one took in uh, $13 million. I was going to say 13, <laughs> but I was like, no, nah, that's too low. Yeah. That's wow. That's, pretty, that's pretty. I mean, that's not surprising, mm. you know? Yeah. I don't have a production like, budget on that. That's a barely a cult hit. I mean, mm -hmm. like amongst film nerds, that's really popular. I think it stretches I a saw, little bit beyond I saw somebody nerds. wearing a, a They Live shirt today, actually. Mm. Or yesterday. Yeah. There's a yeah. lot of uh, good iconic. Gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> we had 20 years to prepare. So did they. <laughs> in er, I'm sorry, in 2016, directed by Mr. Roland Nemerick, we have Independence Day Resurgence. Independence Day Why don't we do the original? What it's the hell? It's not two. It's resurgence. Why don't we do the original? Again. What's that? Why don't we do the original? What's Because I wanted to do We're two. We're waiting. I think we've done one already, which We're is why. Right. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, I got an answer. So this one, uh, like I said, uh, tw uh, 2016, starring uh, Liam Hensworth, Jeff Goldblum, uh, Jesse T. Usher. Uh, How Bill was Pullman. the economy in 2016? You tell me. You were there. I was very poor in 2016. <laughs> I was not. I was not contributing to the economy. Mm -hmm. Well, how much do you think it made? Uh, yes, well, seventy-seven uh, million dollars. And Joey, I was gonna. That's really funny. I was gonna say, in honor of my 76ers, seventy-six million dollars. Um, well, well, very... that just bit you right in the ass, there, Joey. It came in at one hundred and three million dollars. Fuck Timmer. me. Takes it away. Boom. Last one up on the board. Mm. Live, Die, Repeat, which is subsequently the re-release title of this movie that came out in 2014, directed by Doug Lyman in The Edge of Tomorrow. This whole, like, release was kind of a disaster, it, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. I remember, because, like, like, 
I couldn't believe they totally changed botched. the title yep. from the theatrical release, mm-hmm. which is why I'm coming in with $35 million. $35 million says Timmer. I'm going to say an even 50. $50 million says Joey. And even with the incredibly botched release and a poor title that really confused a lot of moviegoers, this one did manage to take in a hundred million dollars. Damn! That's yeah. just what was his the name? budget? Joey takes it. I don't have a budget on that one. Uh, probably pretty big, though. Most likely, yes. Which is why a hundred million dollars yeah. forces you to rename your movie in. That's you know, a lot of <laughs> Apple boxes. Exactly. Yeah. Plus, yeah, he probably takes twenty of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's, I think he's on back end now. I think they redid yeah. most of those deals. Yeah. So like there's none of those $20 million actors anymore. It's all like five and 10, but you get percentages on the back end. And he all, might. I think uh, I don't think a lot of actors. I think, uh, well, I mean the. Speaking of the back end, did you guys know that Charlize Theron uh, produced or was is credited as the EP on that Mindhunter show on Netflix? Not to just hmm. Be an asshole and interrupt yeah. a conversation with a random fact. I did not know that, but yeah. sure, that sounds like Yeah, that. no, I was watching that show the other day and I caught that and thought it was weird. Well, gentlemen, this is like, yes, the Christ. Thank you for joining us on the most fantastic What's good is that you won the game. So I think you deserve that little yeah. moment of yeah. talking about That was about my victory lap. Yeah, you can yeah. talk about whatever the fuck you want. And you know, I the, wanted to talk about Charlize. You know, that's great. We should She's say the winner listener. every time gets like a soapbox moment of maybe five, 10 seconds. Or whatever you want. There we go. I believe that's called text before calling. Check that's that out on the Fox ten Network. Seconds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not 10 minutes. Maybe we'll do one after this. Mm. <laughs> Probably not. Doug, get your hopes up, kids. Uh, where are we, Joey? We're talking about sound. Everyone's oh, favorite topic. Yeah, I'm going to go get a... <laughs> Not starting off well. Oh, okay. So I thought the sound overall was pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Decent, especially for its time. Yeah. Music was great. Uh, I thought the obviously music was pretty... Uh, overwhelming and overdone, but very was, much on the nose. It was like, tr- yeah. it was getting tired from carrying this story. Yeah, yeah. It was really ridiculous, without um, a doubt. It wasn't its fault. Like you needed. It had to, a lot to carry. It had a lot to carry. <laughs> There's a lot of moments where the music is really doing everything. The glissandos mm-hmm. are providing suspense. The constant drums are providing. The, the tension and the, and, and the, uh, the momentum wow. when they're running. Now that you say that, I don't know that there would have been any suspense without them and their glissandos. It's, think about, I was thinking about those <laughs> like, scenes when is, they're walking without any music. Yeah, it would have been awkward and hilarious. That's crazy. We would have been laughing throughout. Yep. Um, there's also a lot of good, uh, actually traditionally horror film technique. And I want to give you guys one simple one. Uh, the water a, phone? No, that's good too, mm-hmm. but that's that's even simpler. That's just yeah. playing a fucking instrument. <laughs> this one is you have one big bass note, uh, which is what they used with the bass piano. They used mm-hmm. that like you had heard that like the little you There's know a me- bass piano. The bass notes of the piano. Uh, I didn't mean. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it like that. The bass, the left hand of the piano, the, the, the bass key. note in the piano, <laughs> and they were playing that. And then on top of it, there was some really nice high strings. Mm. And what happens is the bass notes give you the feeling of a predator. You know, a big predator coming oh, at you. The yeah. evolutionary kind of lizard brain. And the high note is if someone's screaming. So on top of it, you get these basic two kind of lizard brain uh, subconscious scary techniques so you can kind of manipulate the audience in a very, very subconscious way, which is nice. And it's very simple. Yeah. And almost every horror movie does it, when it whether it's, you know, 
you know, that's the mm-hmm. kind of high and then the low. There's two. There's and then there's obviously movies where there's just constant bass notes, which is just trying to fuck with you. Yeah. Irreversible is a good example if you've ever seen Irreversible. By whom? Well, yeah, I mean, since you're talking about so that. So did you guys start, like the sorry. sound effects in this? Yeah. Um, did you? Because I thought they were fucking terrible. I agree. I think that was the one weak point, I thought. The Foley and the sound effects. Yes. The, you, the, 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 the sound effects, the Foley and the, uh, the, the VO was also just shit. I disagree. I, I actually, I usually hate VO. Yeah. I hate it. I think it's always expository and boring mm-hmm. and shitty. I liked it in this one. It I, was noticeable, but not horrible. I, I thought it was cheap. Why? Okay. Why? Let me, can you give me a little more? Why no, I cheap? just I, I just was very conscious of like the expository nature yeah. of it. Okay. You know? There were definitely some extra yeah, it was just like, oh, okay, That's on. true. Yeah. It's like, this could have been a scene <sighs> mm. sort of thing. I kind of liked the cheesy nature of it. I thought it gave, I suppose, it, yeah. I gave it a little more cheese it is kitschy, and campy, you know? if yeah. you will. I thought it lent it to that. And I was looking for a Twilight Zone-esque weird Dutch angle, you know, creepy kind of feeling. Mm. And I liked that. You did that. get your Dutch angle. I know I did. No um, one got decapitated though. No, no gore, no, really, yeah. I was looking for a little. That is a bummer. Yeah. Or something. Eventually we'll get to, uh, was it The Exorcist? When the guy gets his head chopped off? Spoilers. Whoop. <laughs> for The Exorcist. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, but quickly, the music was done by Carmen Dragon. A great, That's a an amazing <laughs> name. An amazing name. An amazing name, Carmen Dragon. Mm. Um, and became an amazing composer and conductor. Did a bunch of radio stuff, TV stuff, all oh. this different stuff. I think I just wrote a whole D&D campaign. Oh. <laughs> <gasps> Carmen Dragon. Yeah, he's a badass. Um, so I thought there was a lot of good classic stuff there. Uh, I was impressed because, you know, this is pre-Bernard Herman's Psycho score, you know, 10 years before that, kind of, mm. at least. When, when Psycho? 60... I have no idea. No, maybe it's earlier, 60-something. Whatever. I'm sorry. It's at least pre-Psycho. The point is that um, it's really good. I think it's very impressionistic at moments, the score. Uh, I think, I don't know, it, it's a standout thing about this. I did, notice, I did notice a series of uh, glissandos. Did, did you? Yeah, as it were. Oh, I'm glad that you noticed them. <coughs> How did it make Good you job. feel when you heard these glissandos? I, I was elated. You were elated. <laughs> That's the opposite effect, but okay. Is it? <laughs> yeah. What's the purpose of a glissando then? To increase tension. That's, yeah, I was elated. That, no. Oh, elated is more excited, I think. I'm not yeah, sure you yeah, know what that word means. A- Elated is happy, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, I meant elated in the form of excited. Even excited is, uh, okay, sure. In an excited state? Gotcha, that's fine. You know, in I'll, more I'll, old-timey speak? I'll this was it. an old-time movie. <laughs> was it? <laughs> According to the dictionary, elated means to make someone especially happy. Well, piss. <laughs> uh, I might have said this before in a previous episode, but quickly, let's give a definition, guys. It's, it's, it's Education Corner. Yay. What's the difference between voiceover and narration? Sean. <sighs> VO would be- uh, It's diegetic. Well, yeah, VO would be like in the character's head, whereas narration is outside of the story itself. So it is Good. a third per- or Is that second person? No, third, third person is narrator. I think second person is VO. I always forget. The no, second person is is you. It's like right. Oh, that's right. It's second a, person is the viewer. It, yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> I, wouldn't it be? No, no, like no, no, no. I don't mean it's like a, it's like addressing in the story. I'm, um, 
not really diegetic necessarily. Hmm. It might no, be in the character's ne- neither head. Neither is diegetic. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, no VO is ever. Uh, but yeah, third party. Basically, if, you're, if a character shows up in the film, it's yeah, VO. Yeah. If they don't yeah. show up in the film and they're a narrator, it's a narrator. Yeah. Know, it's a third party narrator. Well, Except in Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, where the narrator shows up. But. It's a different, there's a difficulty also with like Stand By Me, where the narrator is the character yeah, in an yeah, old just version. Four years later. Yeah. yeah. Kind of Still a great narration, area. but yeah. My students ask me that sometimes. One like, year. I don't have an answer. Sorry. It depends. Mm. I hate saying that shit. To give a black and white answer. Yeah, just give an answer, man. Just make something up. I know. I do. Half my. Yeah. That's what teaching is. Okay. Uh, what do you think about the dialogue? Um, production sound, ADR. Did you guys notice any bad ADR? Uh, if I notice it, it's bad. Did you notice? Fair. Mm, uh, yeah, a little bit. I mean, again, more just that stuff we were talking about with like adding lines when they're walking into the Nothing line, I wasn't the expecting given the rest of, you yeah, know, I mean, so it didn't stand out to me too, too much. You know what sucks for me is whenever I see a kid, I know it's going to be bad him? ADR. It's mm, going to be. Yeah. Because they weren't able to get the mic in there for some reason. The kid probably said it all, you know, off mic at the wrong time when they weren't rolling. Well, kids are short. They're way below the frame line. Yeah, that's true too. I forgot about that. Very distant. And and those shotgun mics didn't have quite the reach that they have today, you which could. isn't even that great. Two feet at the max, really, honestly. Yeah. Anywho. It's, it's not reach. It's angle. I'll, I'll <laughs> sim- simplify it for the, the laymen out there. Um, you can't zoom sound. I didn't say zoom. I said two <laughs> feet. Two feet max. And that ain't a zoom. Get it close as possible, people. As close as possible. Yes. Just like I'm doing right now. There you go. Want to get right that close the, mic yeah. technique. Get it. Get in there for that all things considered feel. Yeah. Toothy. Um, the guy Toothy. who did this sound design, Del Harris, um, I don't want to call him out, did a pretty good job, but the clones, when he was stabbing them, Oh, it was with the, terrible. With the it fork. sounded like mm. putting a fork in a potato. It, it sounded like the, exactly what the it, set sound effects. Yeah. Like they just yeah. stabbed a fucking uh, CPR doll. A doll. Pretty they much. stabbed yeah. a doll yeah. and they kept the sound. Yeah. You can't do that, especially, it's so easy to stab something on a microphone. Something squishy, something meaty, something. Yeah. Go get a ham at the fucking like a, grocery yep. store. Or a, a chicken dog if you can't touch like, ham. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> They're free. Oh, we just lost 20 listeners. I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> he can make a fucking joke about a kid dying every time, but fucking- dog, A dog is- joke. That's a bridge too you far, man. You cannot do that, Sean. Yes. I Have actually, you noticed yeah. in movies, dogs don't die? I, except, I'm for the, more, except for specific I'm, dogs. I'm more ashamed of the dog joke than I am of all my Clapton jokes put together. <laughs> Son of a bitch. You're awful for both. What? No, I like dogs. You're a horrible person. And you don't like humans? Just not Clapton. I don't know. I haven't met Clapton's oh, kid. Never will. But, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> um. Besides the bad stabbing of the doll, I don't yeah. know how to continue after. So alcohol is the did. answer to everything in Most this things. film, in oh. this movie. You mean just drinking yourself? What? What? Or no. pouring it on things. No, or, in this film. Oh. I'm trying to circle back to the movie. He's Please. trying to actually talk about the thing we're supposed go, to do. Go, go, go. Yeah, no. Did you guys notice that? Alcohol is the answer to every single thing that happens in this movie. It was much. the 50s. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I don't know. I just kind of picked up on that. Yeah, alcohol it helps you forget. I don't know why. I just sleep. I don't so know. My, my first 
thought when uh, when threatened isn't usually like okay, better get better get a little shit hammered. Well, they mm-hmm. definitely you gotta get your nerve. Yeah, that's true. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. And they, and they drugged up. They weren't afraid to get those amphetamines. I mean, literally, true. like true. handing someone a bottle and say, get get your nerve up is a thing or a trope. Like, we're going to go and do this fucking hardcore shit. Have a drink. Well, there we go. Yeah. What did you guys think of the alarm sounds? I loved it. The main alarm. It took me back to the forest moon of Endor. The- it was the exact sound of something either in Endor or yeah. I think it was in the Death Star. I think it was Star. the Death Star. The Death yeah, Star. it was something from Star Wars. It was some cheap, some cheap stock sound. That like, rings through all of the last Yeah, Foolish. it was like the Wilhelm scream of alarms. I was just pissed off that it was so intermittent. It was mm-hmm. like yeah. once it was, every it was, five I seconds. I could not figure it out. It yeah, was like it a smoke seemed detector. like it was yeah. like on an odd time. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. How is this yeah. even an alarm? Yeah. You're like, wait, are they playing the shofar for Rosh Hashanah? <laughs> oh, that's for all my Jewish <laughs> listeners out there. Hey, okay, all my 10 pan of you guys. Thanks. Matzel Yom coming up. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Okay. Um, is that the little cracker? What? No, it's Yom Kippur on uh, this okay, coming Wednesday. Oh. So if you guys were to cast this movie today, who would you cast as that main lead role? Kevin McCarthy as Adam Carolla. <laughs> <laughs> who would you cast? The only name I came up with was uh, Shia LaBeouf. Fair. You could probably afford him. It'd be a weird, like, what kind of movie would that be? Because he just does, like, really tender art movies I saw him recently, and he's just a lot of, like, blank canvassy. Like, he's Mm. just kind of like this sort of, um, That's fair. you know, he he plays a lot of, yeah, just a there sort of guy. (laughs) Like, to me, he is just kind of right now the quintessential, like, space taker upper. I would have tried to pick a young Ben Affleck. Like a good, eh, goodwill hunting fair, era. Like reindeer games. Yes. Ben Affleck. Too much charisma. charisma. Too much charisma. Mm-hmm. He, you really think Ben Affleck has charisma? Yeah, Compared maybe. to what a we just bit, watched. A yeah. Bit, yeah. Maybe. So he I, could tone it down. That's all I was he gonna, has is charisma. <laughs> I was gonna, my first thought, because it, it took me a while to kind of settle on my picks. Uh, my first thought was like, well, who can we afford? Because it's like, you know, you got $3 million. So Shoe obviously you're budget, just going to hire yeah. fucking nobody. Um, Chris but, Pratt. uh, then I thought, fuck it. I'm going to spice this up. Oh, Matthew McConaughey as Dr. Bunnell and then Woody Harrelson as his buddy. And then you just really, you kind of like play those scenes up a lot. Isn't that just like zombie land? You just give them so much Shut weed. Up, <laughs> so much weed. You just let them smoke so much in between yeah, takes. Exactly. Exactly. Well, they all, they're, they're like old now. He teaches at the, uh, Matthew McConaughey teaches at the university of Austin. No, that so makes why? you old? No, you just like they don't smoke weed anymore. So like maybe in the early 2000s, this movie would have been much better. Okay. Probably. In their primes. Mm. Yes, exactly. I mean, this guy's got to be kind of right, not right out of medical school. And then- but Pretty uh, pretty young. He's got to, I would say he should be 30s or- yeah. Is he 30s? He looks older. He looks yeah, 40s. He, he, yeah, he's about 40. She looks like 28. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, but they, also, you know, like all of these movies, they were in college together somehow. <laughs> I also had written down uh, Ben Mendelsohn as uh, somebody, just because I really like Ben Mendelsohn. And I think you, you just think he deserves movie. to he be, in be this the movie. writer. He could be the writer. I think he'd yeah, be good as the writer. Yeah, he did you guys come up with anyone for the girl? The lady I friend? did. I thought Rachel Weiss. Why not? Oh, that's pretty Who's good. Rachel Weiss. 
She's too good of an actress. Though. She's brown haired. Mm. Okay. <laughs> you know, She's from the mummy. The I mean, quite honestly, yeah. if you show yeah. up on time, you're good enough. Exactly. <laughs> right. If you remember the Brendan Fraser version of the mummy. Oh, she's the woman. in that. Yeah. Yeah. No, but okay. Um, I think that, um, Anne Hathaway would have been good in this role. Oh, I was actually thinking that too. 30 years ago. I kind of uh, like, you know, it's all in the eyes. You know, she'd down. be really scared. There's a lot of like extreme close-ups of her kind of changing yeah. into a pod person. I like how she kind of overacts. I, I was looking for like overacting in this, mm. in my version of this modern film. Yeah. Because you need to be cheesy and just go for it in this, in this version, you know. The female Nicolas Cage. Doesn't, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it doesn't work if you don't go for the cheese and the camp. It Is just, there a female Nicolas Cage? Who would, who would it be? <laughs> um, Kristen hmm. Wiig? There's no, <laughs> no, no, no. There's no one crazy like him. No. Courtney Love? Uh, if she had continued with her movie career, she definitely could have been in the running, certainly. Yeah. Um, but I don't think anyone wanted her. I'm just trying to again. think of people that are nuts. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Either way. I can't. Either way, that's a good way to say it because we're going to move on. Yep. Please. Let's talk about how this movie looked. Mm-hmm. How Sean. did it look? Sean? Um, probably the best part of the fucking movie. Um, maybe outside of the sound <clears throat> carrying all of the weight, the, the visuals um, were interesting at least. Like yeah. we had a lot of camera movement. We had a lot of things that we, um, you know, haven't seen a lot of lately. And we had some like, I, one of the things that stuck out to me, I just wrote down the uh, wheelchair dolly. Uh, there's a scene where uh, they are walking out of the house, the uh, the main guy and his lady friend. And it is most obviously a quintessential film student wheelchair dolly shot where it is like the camera is, you know, about two feet below where the actors are. And we're just kind of gliding around this on time. this sort of wooden floor. And then we turn around and watch them go down the stairs. And nothing really happens there, but uh, definitely stood out. Beyond that, uh, the lighting is the more noteworthy thing here. Um, lots of noir-y sort of things yeah, going hard, on. Hard shadows. Yeah, yeah. A lot uh, inconsistent though with that. Um, it but, was, yeah. But uh, there were definitely some moments where, like, you know. They really tried to go for that sort of intense. When he discovered the body, there was like this crazy harsh light from nowhere. Oh, pretty yeah. Much. Another one that uh, uh, stuck out to me was in, when he's on the phone in the hallway of, I think it's his own house. I think he's like calling another doctor or the cops he's or something. He's trying to like call the FBI. And something the like that. Yeah. Operators giving him the runaround. Exactly. Yeah. So, the, and that's yeah. like just all super moments where they're and, really trying to make us feel yeah. super tense. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And it's like, yes, I see what you're trying to yeah, do there. Yeah. Um, a but for effort, for the, bro. For the time, I bet it. For the time, I bet it worked pretty well. You know, I mean, it, obviously, hey. it's like a uh, a very noteworthy and notable movie, and a yeah. lot of people saw it. Um, but I mean, still, like, I we haven't done a whole lot in the horror genre, not even a lot in the noir genre. But mm-hmm. I feel like I've seen Few. in my yeah. life a ton that were more successful than this like uh at least in what they wanted to do not necessarily monetarily or historically but this is i think just i think most of the historical credit for this movie comes from the whole red scare shit i think it's more just about like being able to tell it as an allegory than it is you know it being a great movie that people enjoyed going to see i don't think people were 
I mean, it, it's, I don't think it's a war of the worlds thing where people were, you know, totally horrified by this and going home and like beating up their neighbors and shit, thinking that they were pods. But uh, yeah, but back to the visuals. Um, really? No, that's that's all I have to say about that. Well, I think from my again my stupid sound opinion, mm-hmm. I think it looked really cool in some shots. Yeah, there was some good framing. Um, using I, I like the locations basically. Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. it wasn't the best camera work or lighting. But it was shot but, in Silver Lake. It yeah, like. it, yeah. And it was a lot used, of good use of wides though. So like they actually they built the frame and composed a shot. Uh, wide is one of the hardest shots to do. Anyone can make a close up look good, but making a wide is definitely difficult. And this lived in the wides and I've said that before in other movies but most of those movies have been like studio movies that were very controlled this one lived in the wides but it was like a lot of location stuff and they still made that work um it was very studio controlled that supposedly the epilogue was and the prologue was tacked on by the studio oh I just meant like literally filmed in a studio oh I see but it would have um, been a better movie without that yeah sure. yeah would have been way more but they wouldn't vague. have gotten that fucking uh fuck the money people exactly yeah um tim do you have anything else to say about how it looked were you impressed with it were you surprised because i was i don't know i was kind of surprised yeah uh, it, the, the locations were very pretty yeah. i really enjoyed that i like seeing old depictions of la you know it's fun to see how wild a lot of it used to be because they're in silver lake and then all of a sudden they're just not they're in the middle of a desert now honestly they could have you know, cut to anywhere, but, uh, it did look like it was the Valley. And back then that was just wild farmland. Um, so that's always fun, but, uh, you know, that's always fun, but, uh, you know, there's a Dutch angle in the greenhouse and that was nice to see. And, uh, did it scare you? It was like, Oh, the do plot you, thickens. Do you think Here the, we go. Do you think the you audience know? was scared when we saw the pods kind of exploding out with the people in the greenhouse? Uh, initial, yeah. Just like because those kind of audiences. The, those audiences, absolutely. Just because like the the effects still work for us because practical effects just kind of have that timelessness to it. But I can't imagine what audiences then would feel like, you know, like, like how the first movie where the trains coming at people scared the shit out of audiences, you know, um, supposedly people were also laughing at a lot of inappropriate times. During is that true? Kind of like why? And, and well, it's also, yeah, this is definitely a B movie, you know, now, I think that did catch on, even though, yeah. even if it was the fifties, which is kind of weird to think about so, so far away from the fucking microphone. Jesus oh, God, I'm the worst. Yeah. And try. Um, do or do not. There is no. Yeah. Anywho, um, we have anything else to say about this film? Do you guys have any errata? I mean, I got some interesting tidbits here. Oh. Um, one, um, I love the tiny lock, right? <laughs> <laughs> the tiny lock. That was so, so easily foiled. <laughs> that needs to be a meme. Tiny lock. Yeah, and tiny it, well, lock. it was out of an outward facing door. He could have kicked that door open easily yeah. through that lock. He could have taken something and bashed that lock. Like that tiny little thing wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have withstood a high school locker, let alone a fucking. It was it, insane. Yeah. I look like I could have twisted it off. Another prop would have been more expensive. <laughs> another $5,000. Yeah. Um, some other really funny things they didn't really 
had a name for this because it was from the body snatchers near the the, the serial, the novel, or whatever. So they had a lot of different titles. Was it a serial or a novel? Well, kind of serial. So was it like what a, it says? Like a Reader's comic Digest book? thing? I don't know. It says Finney serial here. But okay. Maybe it is a couple different novellas. I don't know. Well, let's whatever. Maybe it's Tweet compiled. Us. Let us know. I'll check it out in a second. You can check it out. Um, but interestingly enough, there's uh, some different titles. You want to hear some? Sure. sure. They, <laughs> you're going to hear them no matter what. Well, I mean, I was going to say that this movie, I think, would have been better, a lot better with a different title. I think the title builds an expectation that is not even close to paid off yes. for the first no, know, not 45 minutes or whatever it was. So, you know, a title that was a little bit more vague that didn't like make you constantly expecting for those things it, to be happening. To be perfectly honest, it's not body snatching. No. No, not particularly. No. Right. Body snatching is grabbing bodies and taking them somewhere. Yeah, it's more like Much a more of an, That's more of an Animorphs thing. Jesus Christ. Is it? Are you really going to go down that well again? Tweet at us. Oh my God. <laughs> Let us know how much you love the Animorphs. I'm more anything, of a Xenomorph it's, guy. It's like, Which one was your favorite? Oh, Let God. me know at, uh, at timothy.jeff.snow Were you on a, uh, Instagram. Pokemon or a Digimon? Uh, I guess I was a Pokemon kid. I God. wasn't super into that. Fucking though. Johnny come lately. Now this podcast has ground to a real halt. But the Eagles are great, and they have a song called Johnny Come Lately. Okay, great. I'm really glad. Yeah. Let's hear some alternate titles. How about yeah, that? Please. Hey, hey, let's yeah. do that. Let's listen to some alternate titles. Okay, Joey. they came from another world. That's better. What do you think? Better Off Dead. That was a good movie. Yeah, that I did was, like that uh, movie. What, what's did that dude's Bob, name? Bob Savage Cat? Steve Holland. No, yeah. Savage Steve Holland. Yeah, I always it, mix him and Bobcat up. No, Bobcat is in those movies. Um, he is? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's, a, he's an actor in those movies. Bobcat later became a great director in his yeah, own right. Yeah, but, that was one the director uh, suggested. Actually, yep. that makes a lot of sense, the connection between Bobcat and Savage Steve. Like, yeah. There's a lot of they crossover. Got, they're, and stylistically, kind of, yeah. they're pretty similar totally, dudes. Like yeah. a, a more evolved. Yeah. Like uh, I love Bobcat yeah. in Scrooged. He oh, was yeah. the only good part of that whole movie. He was still playing his character, though. Like, that's True, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Bobcat or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the yeah, voice. The, the really nervous, the crazy yeah, yeah. guy. Yeah. The screechy. Yep. Yeah, I love his stand-up. Oh. That's great. <laughs> Another title is Sleep No More. I mean, this movie sucks. We might as well talk about movies we like. You can. It's fine. Sleep Stop No you. More. Sleep No More. Okay. Nice. All right. Another one is Evil in the Night. No. World in Danger. Okay, we're closer. And uh, what's really cool is the French one, which is Invasion of the Defilers of Tombs. Fuck yes. That We're is close. cool. Defilers yes. is good. Tombs is a Doesn't really make sense, but off. it's cool. No, but it's, yeah, it's awesome. Sounds Def- like a band that I would listen to. Defilers <laughs> of Humanity? Yeah, yeah fair, fair, good, fair. fair. <laughs> that, it's, it totally fits. Yeah. They got a really good rhythm section, but their guitar player kind of sucks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well after yeah, he OD'd, yeah. it was kind of downhill from there. Uh, you know, the, the lead singer can't. Carry the whole band. Yeah. You know, he also has made some really off color statements lately. That's true. You forgive him though, because he's kind of Who popular from the do 80s. Do you? Do you? No, I don't. Yeah. He's canceled. Was he's anti Semitic. Was that the well, last name? Clearly. 
Yeah. That is music spam. Was that the last name? And. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Let's let's talk about the ending if you're not going to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or lack thereof. It said the end. We said it said the end. (laughs) The the FBI (laughs) S. Machina. That's what I wanted to call this. Uh, The FBI comes and saves the day. Isn't it? You don't know. I was just uh, there's a pun in there. Does I, I mean? Yeah, I guess oh, it no, does. I wasn't, it just I wa- it feels like like there's always a point when I'm writing something where I think like stop. I can just write the end. I could just <laughs> this, I could just I could just end this and mm-hmm. then set it down. <laughs> and I, that's what happened. That's what, <laughs> it seems like that's what they did. I think it's, it's just, just the, fucking over all of a sudden. You often repeat the same phrase, and I love it from Always Sunny, and then it just sort of ends. <laughs> yeah. And this there's no better example yeah. of, of that exact phrase than this movie. Because it, it, I mean it's a guy to vertigo too in some ways. We remember mm. that one. But this one was like, what what? And then it's okay. Yeah. yeah. The FBI, okay. The truck with all the pods, the FBI comes and saves the day. Yay. We yeah. assumed. Or maybe that was like the um, almost like cliffhanger set up for the sequel. Like if that was done, if that exact same scene happened at the end of this movie today, I would expect it to be a universe set up. And it kind of, I guess, is. I don't even actually, I don't even realize. Maybe you guys did read more research. I, mean, I didn't see there was, I'm sure there's another one, right? What? Uh, well, there's, the there's, there's, there's a oh, few maybe, remakes, I but I don't think there is a uh, sequel. Yeah, is there no sequel? I don't believe so. Not even in the 60s? You guys got know. computers. They made just about everything. Yeah, but I'm kind of done yeah. doing the computer stuff. Now yeah. you can look it up. I'm sure it wasn't good anyway. It's been, it's been a long day. <laughs> Do you guys have anything uh, else you want to talk about? Miscellaneous errata? That's a no. It's just, uh, you know, I mean, it's it's always fun to watch a it's always fun to watch a movie that is clearly not well funded. Yeah, you know, it's it's always interesting. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. See where they can. You yeah, because it's it's fun to see where they have to get creative, and it's fun to see where it's like, wow, you guys really fucked that up. You could have been more creative with that. Yeah. Um. You know. The thing that uh, uh, kind of jumps out at me that um, I forgot to mention in lighting was the match scene where he is wandering oh, around. Oh, yeah, dark, yeah. Uh, yeah, the 650-watt match. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that match that lights up the entire room. And then somehow when he opens the little cupboard, that match is all of a sudden like, you know, 10 times darker than it was before. To <laughs> that actor's credit. He holds on yeah, to yeah. that match until it he actually fucking to, burns yeah. it. And I wonder how many takes of that they did. Probably not many. Uh, he he's a badass. He did, and he did it in another shot too. Dude's a champ for sure. I mean, not not probably. It the got best blown person, out in the other scene. I thought. By the way, now that you're mentioning it, or you did earlier, what? I do think that he kind of was just from his body language, very like. Pushy on set with with uh, what's her name? With oh, he, it, it was really I got it was this awkward. creepy vibe. There was no chemistry. From, first of all, yeah, no chemistry. Maybe the negative. He chemistry. Always kissed her open mouth, like they faded out In right appropriate after, times like, really too. quickly. But it was, and she always just kind of seemed like she was not into it. It was so weird. It was weird. And, it was and, weird. And I didn't quite pick up on it until you mentioned it. But now that I'm looking back, yeah, there's a lot more. That poor woman. 
you know, and and also like she tripped a lot, like on gravel, and it looked <sighs> like she hit hard. And there was a uh, scene where he fell on her when they yeah. were running together. Uh, she would not have made it in Jurassic World. No. Yeah. Also, she's running in fucking heels. Yeah. yeah. The Bryce Dallas Howard. Yep. Through the back so they cave, say. down underneath the floorboards. Yeah. What a what a terrible choice that was for Jurassic World. Well, you know, when you got Ron Howard's daughter, you can do anything. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Wasn't a nice statement. Yeah. About, oh. Yeah. Hey, hey, Bryce Dallas Howard, the jerk store called. Wow. You can't I learned, use that. I learned what that reference you was can't today. Use wow. that. I learned what that reference was today. <laughs> um, anything else, Sean? Any other miscellaneous you got? I want to say one more moment. I know that everyone hates what when I do this. But I think there's the moment where they first introduce the body. When you first find the body that's like the blank slate. Yeah. The music's wonderful. It really is. There's you can see a conductor is perfectly in time with every moment when he pulls the I really like the dummy too. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think so too, actually. Good practical dummy. It, it really was. And it Great looked, all around scene. It looked generic and then it did look better when yeah. it Well, it was the actor. That was tough. But I, I thought they were gonna do something with the the hand. <laughs> the hand with the the cut. You know, I thought they were gonna be like, "Oh, uh, yeah. this one's not cut on his hand. He's the zo- he's the zombie one. He's the pot yeah. person one." They didn't do that. No, they, no, no, set- they used it the other way. It was the other way. I yeah. know, and I was upset because it was you know, maybe the, the the classic trope is the opposite. Yeah, mm. just used to this. Oh wait, he's not cut, or you know, yeah, I mean, he's not yeah. real. They used it as proof, but just you know, proof that it was mimicking him more right. so than it was not him. We knew it was not him. Which is less interesting in my mind. Yeah. This whole movie was less interesting. Right? <laughs> Every decision yeah, was the less you know, interesting decision. Yeah. Don't was, spoil your review. It was all right. I, I had a, I had a, you know, meh. I, it wasn't. What is your review? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, and then actually, Sean, I guess if oh, we don't really have anything shit, else, we're going to go right it. to our reviews. Yeah, please. So, um, Sean, please, you get to it. You're first. This is going to be, I'm going to go to. One and a half. One out and a half of? out of five. What's that? Sorry, I said out of. Out of five. Yeah, one and a half out of five. I considered giving it the two, but it's just, it's not there. Like, it, the only reason I would have given it the two is for its uh, historical importance, question mark, that emoji. something. Like, yeah, no, it's not. I, I cannot justify giving a movie a better score based on its, you know, what people feel about it. Like, is it a good movie? Is it not a good movie? Did I like it? Did I enjoy it? Did shit actually happen that was worth watching? Did we, you know, learn anything from it? Sure, maybe, okay. At least that would be something. But this is just a whole ball of nothing that I feel like got built up my entire life and I just got fucking let down because I picked this goddamn movie and forced you guys to watch it when I feel like there should have been so many other fucking good horror movies we could have done for Halloween. All right. Well, that's Sorry. uplifting. No, it's okay. You got to be honest. Good job. <laughs> yeah, that was a well Thank done you review. For sharing. Uh, yeah. I apologize to all the listeners that watch this movie to listen to this podcast. Well, at least they, <laughs> at least they checked it off their list. Yeah, you know, yeah, totally. it, it's something. That's, oh, I watched this. I know it. I understand. Yeah. You know, um, and that's kind of what I was going to say. Is this is basically, 
you know, I'm going to give this a five. I'll say a six. Wow. A six out of 10. It's actually not quite as bad as Sean is saying. It's not good, but it's, there is some good moments, actually. There's some interesting scenes. There's some interesting moments of dialogue. And overall, I do like political allegories. Sure. I know. Sorry, I'm a nerd like no, that. No, I, I, I like political allegories. This when was a very, well. <laughs> this wasn't great. It, I think this is kind of middle of the road. I wouldn't also say it's a bad one. It, it's, it's not quite as bad as you, like you said, uh, the ba- the childhood. Um, sorry, what is it? Ballad of a soldier. Oh, Ballad of a yeah. soldier. Yeah. Of a soldier. Yeah. It's not it's quite not that propagandized, quite um, but it's not. I'm sorry, Sean. What were you? You were saying. So. Oh, but I think that it's um, it's good enough to make you think. Um, whether it's really simple about group mentality. Okay, fine. At least it makes you think about group mentality, and if it makes you th- research communism more and and look into the Soviet Union and research a little bit, you know, all the better. Fine. At least let, you're thinking about something better than you know Facebook. So I, I like that. So it does have some sort of significance today. Um, other than that, the acting's pretty shitty. It's cookie cutter. Characters cookie cutter. Story's pretty bad. <laughs> Um, and not a lot happens, not a lot of uh, suspense, but it's also actually, I will say some good music stuff. Like if you really want to be a composer, uh, and you want to just simply look out certain scenes are scored, whether it's some very elementary, um, horror movie tropes, glissandos, ostinatos, like, you know, some basic stuff there. There's really good stuff. You can learn a lot here. So if you're trying to be a composer, I would say this is a great first or second, you know, kind of film to analyze. Don't be a poser. You don't have to be a poser. You can learn from people. John Williams learned from Corn Gold. Like science. It's science. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, so that's my review, six out of 10. Uh, Tim, what do you? <clears throat> so regarding this film, in my hand, I have uh, a sex dice. Um, and uh, each side is like a thing that I guess you're supposed to dare a partner to do. Uh-huh. Um, I found this on the table and uh, I'm going to roll it. And so I think that this movie kisses. Um, and, and that's fair because- It, it does. It, it does. It kisses because it's, it's really, it's not great. And it seems like in a romantic sense- it seems pushy, just like these dice. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, I, I didn't mind it. It was fine. You know, the acting sucked because the actors were nobodies. And the, the budget was super low. So there was a lot of stuff that wasn't I wouldn't blame, great that could have been better. I um, wouldn't blame the nobodiness of the actors, though. I'm, this is my part now, though. But oh, you can be wrong. But this is my part. But, that, you, but, you're, now, but you're but you're wrong. But you're perfectly welcome to refute it after I'm done with my part now, though. But meow, no. Shut the up, Sean. <laughs> no, hold on, man. I, I'm on a train of thought. Uh, but uh, anyhow, God damn it. He's so good, Sean. You fuck. <laughs> what was I saying? It's a sex dice. <laughs> It's a kiss. Sweet, sweet you kiss. You know Fuck it, man. I'm done. The kiss of death. <laughs> no, uh-uh. Uh-uh. Axel Rosen Riverport, dude. Nice. I'm smashing the microphone. Nice. Fuck this. Throw it down. I don't know what No, what, what the hell was I saying? Um, I remember. I forget. All right. Either way. <sighs> Donate to the Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Sean. Yeah. I think it's funny. Yeah, yeah, trolling can be funny. But uh, uh, no, it's 
<laughs> this movie was kind of a troll, I think. Yeah, yeah. It is. Oh, 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 oh. I was actually trying to make a fucking point, and I remember it now. Um, so the acting was not great. The production was, you know, could have been better. Blah, blah, blah. The, the score was shockingly good. But for this kind of movie and for the average person that really enjoys this kind of movie, this is great. There's a lot of stuff in here to like. You know, there's good practical effects. The music's great and stuff like that. So it's a niche market for sure. Sean is smirking. Sure. Sean is smirking just to and, let everyone know. And for that reason, I believe that this movie kisses. Huh. And that's my that's my rating. You know, I think it's one and, of your better reviews. And Sean's a real fucking piece of shit. You know, I don't mind that's, the disjointedness of his troll and your review because they they were both good. You know, the, the, the beginning, the end. It, it just nice. it was so frustrating. It was a good journey. We went. A, on, we went. It was on a, a three act structure. No, there but true. Were, there true, was more true. plot in and that a, review than the entire movie. True. That's Wonderful. fair. That's <laughs> fair. <laughs> and you know what? It's just good radio. And that's it's the truth. No one can argue that. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, next week, you don't have a pick yet, do you, Mr. So, Tim? So, 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 so. We were discussing with a uh, potential future guest who I shall not yet name um, uh, just different horror movies because we've been thinking, you know, because it's spooky time, you know? Like, today's October 3rd. It's Mean Girls Day, you know? On this day in history, Aaron sure. Samuels turned around in math class and he looked at Katie in the eyes and he said, hey, do you know what day it is? And she said, it's October. And, you know, that was a moment for them. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, so we were talking about uh, horror movies with uh, this uh, uh, gentleman who may be on the show in the future. Uh, and he mentioned Night of the Hunter. And so I, I wikipedia that because I had not heard of it because I'm uncultured swine, and it sounds pretty dope. Uh, so maybe I'll do that, but I'm also possibly interested in doing the Peter Cushing Mummy from 1959. I, uh, I, I, we used to have it in the stack of DVDs at this bar that I used to work at in Chicago, and I always wanted to watch it because Peter Cushing was in the original Star Wars, hmm. and I never got around to it. Uh, that sounds awesome. Yeah, spooky time though. So it, I think it's 1959. So if it is 1959, that's probably going to be my pick. But at some point this month, we should watch Night of the Hunter because Derek promised to come out of retirement for that. He did. Episode. So, uh, yeah. Sorry, do anything. Uh, do you want to uh, recommend anything? I do, actually. Jesus Love to recommend Christ. Jamie Jeffers. British History Podcast. Uh, Is he no, paying you? Of course, course, I'll always recommend that. Uh, but uh, I, I watched season two of Mindhunter on Netflix Mind over the last Hunter. week. Yeah, no, I, I'd watched the first half of the second season like a month ago, and then I didn't for a couple of weeks, and I just finished it this last week. Really enjoyed it. Um, but uh, I was going to sleep after that. And uh, the the second season covers the BTK killer just a little bit. Um, and so I started listening to the Serial Killer podcast called The Serial Killer Podcast, which I think is <laughs> interesting. Also, there's this band called Youth Code that plays uh, industrial music that I, I like quite a lot. Discovered them the other day. 
Yeah. On YouTube. Nope. Sh- Netflix. Nope. Spotify. <laughs> I'm sure that's, that's really important. People want to know. Yeah. Yeah. Spotify is great. I also recommend Spotify. I don't. Spotify gives no money to the artist. Fuck Spotify. Oh, fuck. I agree. But also like I, I like from, from a really selfish, selfish, horrible person. Yeah. Convenient. Consumerist. Convenient standpoint. I find it like their algorithm for like estimating what I'd like to hear insofar as like playlists and stuff uh, in the radios that it creates for me is just, it's amazing. And I, I find so many new artists that way. Um, and usually like, like uh, I don't know. I like buying merch. I like buying t-shirts and shit. So usually I'll discover an artist on Spotify and then, if I really dig them, I'll like go to a show. Or if you like their T-shirt, you might check out their music. And then, no, dickhead. <laughs> if- <laughs> what is that? Is that what do you think about that? About the T-shirt thing? No, 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 no. About like using Spotify as a discovering tool and then like supporting the artist in different ways if you like them. I think that's okay, but overall, you're contributing to the problem. I just, I suppose, I don't know. I just this like, you know, don't people mostly make money from touring? But now, does, can everyone, no does yeah, everyone touring and merch? So does like, everyone have the ability to tour? I don't know, but everybody's got the ability to sling some merch. It's not that hard. We sling merch available at yep. forecast.com slash store slash store. Get a mug, mm, get a yeah. shirt. I love the mug. The mug is perfect size and it fits my hand really well. It is and nice. it, it's available to you for the low, low price of $5.99. Not quite. I don't think it's five ninety nine. <laughs> can't lie. Like, that. false advertising. Actually. How much is it? Actually? Um, I don't. I think it's like fourteen dollars for the mug. Oh like 15, fuck! But it's like a dope ass <laughs> mug, dude. Oh, you're a great salesman. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> there are multiple sizes of mugs and or t-shirts all available at fallcast.com. Yes, for varying prices that I will no longer quote. He's <laughs> just made up five ninety nine. Yeah, I just figured it'd be cool if it was five ninety nine. Yeah, it'd certainly be cool. With that'd then, be great. I'd be paying people to buy mugs, and that's, that's not cool. Fair. At all. <laughs> uh, my mug oh, was God. free, so <laughs> so I that's that's how white privilege works, actually. <laughs> It's fair. Oh. Yeah. You ever wish you didn't say something? All right. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of Celluloid Breakdown. We realized that it was a fucking train wreck, but, you know, thanks. We appreciate it. <laughs> Make sure to listen to other episodes. Do we all do this? And we also listen to... Subscribe. Yeah, why do we ask that? Subscribe, but also don't forget to give us a review. Reviews yeah. really help. Especially if you give us five stars, we really appreciate we that. We appreciate reviews. We appreciate all reviews, All though, reviews are great. Like, honestly, if we get a sick-ass one-star review, that'd be great. I'd like that, too. Yeah. But reviews really help us in the iTunes rankings. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, so, friends, so more five-star reviews than one-star reviews, but I appreciate if you would either love us or hate us. I really yeah. would not like to see any threes or twos. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, let's not talk about that. Mom, yeah, if you're listening, please get one of your friends to uh, listen. If my mom's listening, thank you for the letter that you sent. It was very sweet. Oh, that was nice. You could just pick up the phone and call, Tamer. Well, yeah, but we also use snail mail because it's cute. I just meant podcast is an inefficient communication device for your there. Oh, yeah, but I'm not going to talk to her about that on the phone. Fair enough. I'm busy complaining about my day. Not appreciating her.
taking her for granted, asking her for money. And the podcast. Shana Tova! <laughs>